Hello, and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to, to educate, educate, inspire, and, and liberate. My name is John Savage. My name is Leah Savage. That's my wife, by the way. Say <laughs> hello. So, all right, guys. So another episode, we're talking about smart money, honey. We're excited. This part is going to be talking about um, creating Budgeting. a spending plan. Yes. Yes. So we're, this is smart money, honey, number two. And we're continuing to build the foundation of our financial house. We started out with communication. We talked about SMART goals last time. And now we're going to dive into budgeting slash financial spending plan. And we use two terms. And we can share a little bit of why we use both of those terms. Mm -hmm. um, I think when we first started off as a couple, you know, I had learned budgeting growing up. That was part of my money DNA, if you will. I, I learned budgeting and we, we budgeted our finances together. As mm -hmm. we've grown, matured, evolved um, as a couple, we kind of got away from using the term budget and used more of the term financial spending plan. Mm -hmm. And um, I think budgeting can be limiting or it can make you feel limited, like this is all you can do. Whereas a spending plan, um, I think it just can be more uh, liberating. Yeah. And I would say just to add to that is uh, I totally agree. There's times where, especially when things were much more challenging financially mm -hmm. um, in the past, we I felt like it was very constricting. Yeah. It's like I'm tired of budgeting. It's like I know how to budget. That's <laughs> I've been doing budgeting since college. I helped my dad with budgeting. I used to write his checkbook, yeah. you know, fill out his checkbook and actually help with paying bills and put in the mail, all those great things that you should be learning. Um, but it just felt so constricting, especially mm -hmm. when you're trying to figure out how to get off a system that's designed to take 30% to 40% of your check before you even see it mm -hmm. um, to, you know, making your own money, earning income separate of a system yeah. where you keep more of your money back in your paycheck. You have some more say so you can treat yourself better than in some cases, you know, you feel untreated. So anyway, I felt like that budget yeah. is uh, very constricting at times. It's a necessary part of managing finances, if you will. Yeah. But it's only just the beginning of many great opportunities of how to look at your finances, how to strategize. And it has to fit your family and your lifestyle, your needs, mm -hmm. your desires, your goals, which is something we'll talk about as well. The goals are super important, yeah. um, which we mentioned, I think, before as well. Yeah. So, um, but we're going to talk about creating a spending plan because yes. there is a difference with a budget. It's like a square. You have a structure. There's no outlet. Hmm. Whereas a spending plan, I feel like there's more of um, a circumference, but you have more freedom. Hmm. You can, hmm. you have more, what would you say? You have variability too. You can, good you, word. Yeah. You can extend beyond um, just maybe the limits of a budget. And we're not putting a budget down. So if you like the term budget, use that term. Do whatever works best for mm -hmm. you. We're just putting context to perspective. Yeah. And we definitely, you know, we're here to educate and, and and help you to think outside of the box. Yes, because I don't like <laughs> to be boxed in. There's so many of us as entrepreneurs who do yeah. not like to be boxed in. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that spending plan. Um, one thing that John and I have talked about today actually is, you know, it goes back to communication, understanding the, your spouse's style, 
um, and the way that they like to process information. And so I love to write things down. I'm a pen and paper girl and that just is comfortable for me. Um, we also have a spreadsheet online that John has put together, has had, has created that we put our finances on. But I personally enjoy pen and paper the most. And I tell a lot of members I work with throughout the week when I help people with the finances is do what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And there's different seasons in life where I talk to people where they were using a whole spreadsheet. They had all this stuff in detail. They know yeah. what to do. They deal with numbers every day. They're very good at math, but, you know, sometimes you can get tired, you know, going through life and having challenges or circumstances even where you get thrown off. And that's where the word recalibrate comes back in. And the same thing with our finances. We just do a periodic review. Yeah. Um, that's all. Just keep it simple and just say, hey, look, I just do a periodic review. Life and circumstances aren't as always as simplified, but we want to do what we can within our control to simplify, to track and to identify areas that are within our control. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to be talking about more, just the different steps and things you can do. But a spending plan, when you mention it, it sounds like there's more freedom. Like Mm -hmm. I like to write things down too. Um, I like to have, honestly, with me, it takes a little bit more work at times because I got to have so much in place. I got to have an organizer, a folder. And we've been talking about this recently uh, where we're needing more space and getting some things organized in the office differently because it's not like you have one system, you set it up and then that's it. No, you need to build upon it. You need to go back and review. You need to clean out, reorganize, restructure. And that's what we do periodically. And some things I'm actually doing now where it's going to become like even super efficient. Uh, Again, you don't want to go overboard. This is just what I'm talking about personally and what that looks like for me. Yeah. And let's talk about just the basics of a spending plan. So you have, of course, your income, Mm -hmm. right? What, yeah. what money are you bringing in? Yes, that is key first, because believe it or not, I talk to people all throughout the month that don't necessarily know what their income is. And it's mm-hmm. not a judgment. You shouldn't say, well, they should know. And uh, I don't know what their full circumstances are. Sometimes I do. And when they tell me what they're going through, especially yeah. sometimes in tears, yeah. then I realize, OK, because I deal with hardship calls a lot. And so when I'm dealing with that, it's beyond just there's so many things that are connected to the financial picture overall. And we have to meet people where they're at. Jesus did the same thing. Yeshua met people where they're at. And to this day, he's still meeting people where they're at, regardless what language, what culture, Mm -hmm. what country, what socioeconomic circumstance. That doesn't matter to him. His thing is to let me get you right where you're at now. And then we're going to go from there. I'm going to feed you. And then I'm going to share with you some knowledge and wisdom and tips and tools after I meet your basic needs. And sometimes that's what needs to happen. And so that's why first, okay, let's get a frame of reference. What do I have coming in each month? So once you know what that is and the different sources of income, even if you don't know exactly, because I have members tell me, well, I'm not sure exactly. And I'm like, hey, my income fluctuates throughout the month as well, but I have a good idea what I have coming in. So I'm able to structure around that. Yeah. And one thing I'll, I'll, if you don't know fully what your income is each month and it fluctuates, you're on commission, you get bonuses throughout the week. Some places, if you're in a call center, they might call them spiffs or other things. But what you want to do is just go ahead and put down a range that's fine work with that range or just give yourself as far as a number go on the lower end 
there's a reason I say that. Mm -hmm. Because when you go on the lower end, you're not going on the higher end expecting to receive something that, okay, I'm going to have more overtime. Well, during the pandemic, people who had a lot of overtime, they spent a lot of that money. It was mm -hmm. good. Life was comfortable. But it was just enough because they saw the difference of reality of what they really had to work with, the true numbers, once overtime was cut out. Yeah. So that's why I say go on the lower end when you're working with your income. Do you want to add to that, sweetie? I know I give a lot of details. That's good. Um, no, income is, is extremely important. Um, and I would say also be aware if you're a W-2 employee of how much taxes are being taken from your check, you know? Mm, that's good. So maybe... 30% is being taken right off the top before you ever see it. So know your gross income versus mm -hmm. your net income. That's good. And just be aware of that. Um, and then the next part would be expenses. That's a really big part of your mm. spending plan. That's good. That's good. So after income, W-2, 1099, mm -hmm. side work, put all that down on your spreadsheet. Yeah. Or write it down, list it out, keep it simple. And we get into expenses. Okay, so mm -hmm. there's Variable a couple. Variable versus fixed. Very good, very good. <laughs> so which ones should we put down first? Sweetie? I would say fixed because okay. they're, um, you know, their frequency is consistent. So every month I'm paying for rent or mortgage. Every month I'm paying for a vehicle um, car note. Every month you're paying for health expense. So I would definitely start with fixed expenses first. Okay, that's good. And on that note, how I just mentioned about the income going on the lower end, if you're not exactly sure, you know, your income fluctuates a little bit, do yeah. the average on the lower end. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to flip it. When it comes to paying out, you know, there's a lot of yeah. places where we pay out and systems in place that for one reason or another, their hand is out. Their hand is out. As my wife said, before you even get your check, the hand's already out. And what they say when you pay? Thank you so much. Thank you for your payment. We appreciate your service, your customers, or whatever. So um, <laughs> I'm like, don't thank me. <laughs> Just take the money. <laughs> but anyway, so you want to actually go on the higher end, in this case, when you're doing an estimate. Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? Because you want to anticipate the fluctuation in your expenses where say it's during the seasonal times yeah and that that changes based on whether you're on the east coast to the west coast the midwest mm. weather can be real severe and i've talked to people who've had literally a four or five hundred dollar bill in a home that's not a large home just yeah. an average size home but because of needing oil or other th expenses they might have um, the price can be just higher yeah so you want to go on the higher end so if it's typically around three hundred and fifty seven dollars a month then maybe you just go ahead and run it to three hundred and sixty dollars a yeah, month so good. that way you're always budgeting margin. for it and it's better to yeah perfect keyword margin so you give yourself some margin for some people might say error or room for adjustment is what i also like to say yeah so that good. way if you budget for 360 but you notice as you've been able to find ways to cut your bill down you're at 325 well, you have room left over. Yeah, that's good. So there's nothing wrong with having something left over. In fact, if you're able to pay a little more because you round the numbers up, my wife credit. and I do that. It's yeah, I'd rather have a credit of a dollar fifty 
then to turn around and them saying, oh, well, you're late because you didn't pay the whole bill by five dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, as we said, those fixed expenses are typically those things that you need. Mm-hmm. We talked to our, our daughter about this versus those variable expenses are things that you want. And sometimes they're both. You mm-hmm. need and want. Absolutely. Food is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Food is a very important one that can be variable. And it's fixed because you you need to eat all the time. Yes. Yeah, so but it changes. It can. And if you are in a place where you comfortably can say, for my family of three, for example, you might say it's three of us and we only need $500 a month. Yeah. We live in North Carolina and we're paying X, Y, and Z uh, dollars a month for food. Sometimes it's less than $500. Well, just you can round it out. You know that's in your budget and you have plenty of money to work with. Yeah. And so... Uh, but we also know too what's happened during the pandemic and this is where you have to be cognizant of that's why i say do a periodic review yeah is um look at the prices in the store because mm-hmm. during the pandemic we just watched prices go up even at our discount store one of the ones we go to where we watched items that were cheaper than at uh, other stores mm-hmm. go up by a dollar to a dollar fifty more in some yeah. cases and I was like, that didn't make any sense because that's counterintuitive to mm-hmm. you saying you have these great discount prices and now you're overpricing it because of the pandemic. Yeah. So. I think all of this to say you become much more aware. Mm-hmm. Aware of what's coming in, aware of what's going out, aware of not only your financial dollars, but, you know, your emotional dollars. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're all connected. It is. And it can be overwhelming when you're working hard and you see like, okay, I don't know where my money's going. Well, having an idea where it's going will help you better identify when you see prices going up, gas prices going up. Again, we're in California, Mm -hmm. um, the Sacramento area. And so definitely, I think everybody knows a lot of what's going on here and the way our prices are. So let's go to the next one. What's the other expense? The variable we were talking about. Let's touch on that a little bit more and what that can look like. Yeah. So variable expenses, um, trying to think of a variable expense that we, I don't know, what's a good variable expense? So that could be your credit cards, for an example. That's a big one. So you might have a fixed expense if you're carrying a balance every month. Yeah. Uh, And that can change too, depending on if you're fluctuating uh, high volatility as far as what you're putting on a card and you have a lot of expenses. Or it can be pretty consistent if you're carrying the same amount each month. But with that, that's going to be determined based on what you do or don't do putting on that card. And there's a lot of people who want to get points back. Um, And I say, hey, because that is such a big area of variable expenses and many times it's very volatile. um, You want to position yourself where you're not depending on the credit card. See, the companies want you to depend on it. And if you look at your statement on the bottom or on the back, depending on how it's set up and how many expenses you have on there, they're going to tell you how many years it takes to pay back a thousand dollars. And many times that can take five to six years paying Mm -hmm. the minimum balance Mm -hmm. um, when you actually make a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And so I think really knowing your comfort level too mm -hmm. with credit. And it's important why you are using credit. There's different factors. For example, my wife and I talk about this all the time, travel. Yeah. That's one. And some people I talk to, for example. protection when you use the card during travel. Yeah. Credit cards, especially depending on the credit card you have. If it's an unsecured credit card 
or it's one more of a starter card, they're usually not going to have a whole lot of benefits. Mm -hmm. So my wife brings up a good point. You want to look and see, okay, what insurance mitigation benefits are on there? Yeah if you will, um, to help you when you're going somewhere, just additional security. Mm -hmm. And that's something we'll talk about in the future. We're going to be talking a lot more about credit as yeah. well over the next um, month. Uh, we're going to get more into that. So, uh, but just being cognizant of your bill, cognizant of what you're putting on that bill is going to be so hugely important because then you're dictating on that end. Mm -hmm. How much do I want to pay back in monthly expenses each month? Yeah. So it's better to use cash in that case and that's where you can allot it, which my wife is just grabbing her mm -hmm. new organizer she received. So I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we are big proponents of the envelope cash system. And we started out, um, you know, with an envelope system when we first got married. I loved it and kept it 18 years. Mm -hmm. And John just surprised me on my birthday and got me a cash envelope wallet. So excited. But I have different envelopes labeled for different things. I put cash in, and once the cash is done, I know that I've met that mm -hmm. plan, and I need to, you know, refill them up. <laughs> and she loves to refill them up. My honey puts my money yes. in her or no, I was kidding. <laughs> no, I, I have her hold the, the organizer because a lot of times ladies will have different purses, different size purses. Over the years, my wife has gone through about what, one to two purses a year? So 18 years, time, that's, anyway, I'm just right. kidding. <laughs> Not quite that many. She's had a few. But actually, on a serious note, this organizer is very good. And the way she operates, and, and I say women in general are very good administratively. Yeah. So uh, I love to do a lot of things administrative-wise. My wife is just gifted in that area. She's just wonderful at it. Um, I say Thank you can you. just throw something at her and say, hey, can you figure this out? And she was like, I don't know what to do. And then she figures it out. So, and she puts it together so systematically and so beautifully in a way that someone can understand it and be able to run with it. So that's why yeah, we got to, she was so excited about it too. And she didn't know it was coming for her birthday. Yeah. Um, it actually came a couple of days later and she thought I forgot about, you know, doing something at one point. We actually did a few things like for over like three, four day period, but, um, she was most excited about this organizer because yeah. it has some other things. The colors are beautiful. Yeah. It's nice. It's RFID. Um, it really, you know, adds the honey to my money. Mm -hmm. It sure does. <laughs> so any final thoughts you want to share, sweetie, just about that? No. Um, I just really enjoyed this conversation with you today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, budgeting doesn't have to be a, a bore or mm -hmm. a chore or a burden. Mm-hmm. Any other thing with the variable expenses? Okay. So I will say this with the variable expenses. I mean, I can get into other things as far as like gas or depending on, again, like my wife said, there it can be both. It just depends on what's going on. Um, eating out, I'm going to say real quick to touch on as we get ready to close. Um, eating out, entertainment, even helping friends and family. Yeah, gift giving. Yeah. I, I talk to people who help their family out and friends out. Some will help their children out. Yeah. And I look at their income, making great income, but they feel overburdened to help their child who's in their mid-20s, sometimes older, while they're in college and even working in some cases, but they're struggling because they're giving them so much so they can be comfortable. But, you know, you want to support set your boundaries. kids. Yeah, having boundaries set because you're, hopefully your children wouldn't want you struggling and knowing that you have plenty of money while they're over there living 
extra comfortable and they got all their expenses and scholarships taken care of school. Yeah. So in those cases, I encourage us to have a healthy balance. Yeah. You need to have a healthy balance. Balance and boundaries. Yes. It's extremely important. And with that said, that's where goals come into because the goals are going to help you set some boundaries. Yeah. And you have to be on one accord. Again, communication, talking together, communicating. Unity. Yes. Understanding what yeah. your triggers are, uh, where expenses, it might be easier for one to overspend versus the other mm-hmm. overspending or one might underspend where yeah. you might need to spend a little more at times. Yeah. So that's important too. Finding that balance with each other. Mm-hmm. And meeting each other's needs because again, yeah. you're two halves of a whole. You, you make each other complete. You're you're one and you work together. You're a household building something together. Yeah. And no one gets to a, a destination of building an organization without there being some type of unity and, and common belief systems and, and, and working together yeah. and being transparent and open. And Vulnerable. Like, yeah. yeah. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier on the other episode about trust. Yeah. So getting it on paper, writing those goals down, looking at your goals, making sure it matches up with your spending plan. Yeah. And that looks like, okay, your spending habits and your lifestyle. So if you see there's some bad habits, you're going to identify those in the numbers. And what I always tell my members is the numbers tell a story. And guess what? You know that story best. Yeah. With that said, it's a pleasure speaking with you again today. And we look forward to just working with you guys in the future, sharing more. And my lovely wife. And just remember to unwind. Until next time, unwind. Thank you and God bless.